You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Uh-huh. I just feel like I've been around the block, ripping up fantasy stock, working around the clock. Look at the view from the top. Researching rookies a lot? No, I just be listening to pods. Yeah, one in particular. I'm just a messenger. Let me just pass on the rock. Uh, Browning, brunning, bruning, pronouncing ain't what he's doing. What he's doing is not losing, but infusing you with new things. And there's Dennis the Bennett. Yeah. The man is a menace, yeah. Building a dynasty, some of the finest things. Promise you, you won't regret it. Mm. Sly as a fox, cultured in pop. Give him his props. Here is a thought, here is a box. And you cannot compare them at all, so don't even try. Careful with the news, but when you use a take, I take up Tony Fire. I mean dire, because anyone else is a huge mistake. Whoa. Fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table. Yeah. Fantasy round table, come take a look at the crown, baby. Hey. Fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table. Whoa. Fantasy round table come take a look at the crown baby go what is going on everybody it is the start of week four and what a very interesting start we are already off to with the I guess interesting game to say the least tonight and already a postponed game. The first one of the season, one I guess we should have expected with the way all the other sporting events have gone this year. Matt, how you doing today on this beautiful Thursday? I'm doing okay. You know, I wrote about some epic disaster films uh, that are available to watch uh, for our site today. So in case uh, you weren't sure about the game tonight, you can fire one of those up and get the exact same experience. You know, I was really excited to possibly be watching some playoff Cleveland Indians baseball, but uh, that didn't work out for me last night. They got knocked out. So, yeah, I'm I'm probably just going to end up tuning into the Denver Broncos New York Jets game because I got nothing else going on. Not even really a good college game on tonight. So, yeah, it sucks, man. Sucks. I'm not going to lie. I have absolutely nobody going tonight because – Cortland Sutton went down. He was the only Denver Bronco I really owned. I traded all my shares of Philip Lindsay, which I'm not really sure why I did that, but I did. I'm not no, he's happy not playing, about it. so it didn't really matter. That is true. I just meant like I, I've over the past couple of years in all my dynasty leagues, I just realized, except for one, I think I've traded all my shares of Philip Lindsay. Not really sure why, but I did. Anyways, we are going to get to that. That'll be the last thing we talk about today. We wanted to touch on first. Obviously, it is official. The 
Tennessee Titans and the Pittsburgh Steelers game has been postponed. There's been a lot of talk that they'll going to try and squeeze it in week seven. I still don't know how that's going to happen because I believe Tennessee um, I actually, has a bye. And go ahead. Yeah. So they actually said how that was going to happen. Baltimore will end up getting its bye week probably pulled to week seven because Baltimore and Pittsburgh both had bye weeks week eight and are supposed to play each other week seven. So yeah, their game would okay. shift back a week and they would no longer have a bye that week, which is interesting because that was supposed to be the worst bye week with six teams on a bye. Yeah. And now might be a little bit different. Okay. I mean, that, that could work out. I didn't, all I heard this morning was that because there was a lot of talk, obviously, that they were going to try and get it in Tuesday. And then it came out that that was not going to happen. They were going to postpone it. And then all I saw was that Tennessee had to buy, I believe week seven yep. Pittsburgh by week eight. And so they're like, we're not sure how this is going to work out. And so I honestly have not paid any attention to it since then, except for obviously knowing that it was canceled. So that is good news, I guess, in a way. I mean, you got, obviously I am not someone when I draft my teams that pay any attention to buy weeks. Uh, you know, it's just something you know, I know a lot of people go in and do their teams and they, they pay very close attention to that. My motto has always been if I end up with the whole like six players on the same bye week, just means that that one week my team's going to suck. But then I have my full team the rest of the year. So I've never worried about that. But obviously you have to kind of plan this week as in Tennessee and Pittsburgh is on a bye. I had done some interesting things with that not knowing ahead of time um you know i'm curious i guess you're a commissioner of a couple leagues what uh what your thoughts are i had actually given people the option to put in a replacement player if the game ended up getting canceled like hey if you let me know before games kick off sunday that you want to swap this player in if the game gets canceled after games start sunday i will swap that player in for you it's very easy to do on on most sides really but uh i guess it is good that we got the clarification now even before the thursday night game started so if you have someone that you like i honestly plugged jameson crowder in a couple of my lineups because i found out he's going tonight because i had to pull out deontay johnson juju so on so forth so very good for us to hear that i, I would imagine we're gonna see more games throughout the year i hope not but i would think you know probably what maybe one or two more you think i mean how how I'm I'm terrified to even put a number out there because I don't want to I don't want I don't want this to continue to happen, obviously. I mean, you don't really know. So far it's just one team. Minnesota hasn't uh, come back yeah. with anything. So you know, we'll have to see. They've been working pretty hard. It feels like it's pretty confined to a certain segment too of Tennessee's team. You're seeing all these kind of young defenders and they aren't identifying personnel, but uh, always, but a couple of coaches they've referenced are like linebacker coach. And so it looks like it was kind of a defensive group, which, you know, it's not good for those people, but kind of shows you they are really trying to work to kind of protect people and track everything yeah. as much as they can doing those bracelets. I, I think it's just going to be a reality of those non-bubble sports. I wrote about this in, in my TNF preview. We knew it was going to happen, you know, and, you probably, as somebody who follows baseball, remember during during the early part of the summer when the, the Marlins and the Cardinals got shut down for a week, it, it was like this panic, oh, we're never going to have competitive balance. We're not gonna be a, yeah. Those teams ended up playing all 60 games. Both of them are in the Major League Baseball playoffs. They found a way to get it done. They found a way to keep going. They're having a, so far, somewhat successful start to the playoffs. So... I think it's a reality of what we're going to see in 2020. We've seen college football games shifted or canceled. Yeah. We've seen 
we're going to have to make the the best of it. It's pretty amazing to me that the NFL has had this many guys cycling through and been together for this long, and you've really only had one, you know, kind of outbreak. Uh, and I appreciate the abundance of caution too. We had wondered on Tuesday, what is like the player threshold going to be right now? They only have like five or six players who are ruled out for this. I thought they might end up much higher. I mean, you got the comments from obviously Tennessee's coach and Pittsburgh's coach who were very surprised. It's a bummer. The only thing I'll say is a bummer for them because this is their bye week now. And they spent the first half of the week prepping yeah. for a game and doing practices and stuff. So you don't really get the, full benefit of a bye week it also kind of is a bummer if you were planning on a, a week eight bye week i guess i eric ebron expressing some some frustration he had actually made a plan with his family for that week eight bye on their yeah. schedule that now you know that involves something he's doing for his son that he can't do it seems like now um but 2020 has been a year of having to be incredibly flexible pretty much in all aspects of life you know with all these, all these things. And at least we're getting games. Yeah. So I think Tony is here. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I I'm here somewhere. Okay, I'm, cool. Yeah, I'm here. It's What's one going problem on? or another. I can't get my camera to, to work. I'm figuring out That's how to right. get a photo uploaded now though. So we're going to be good, uh, but Hey, what's going on? Sorry. I was late guys. I was actually sitting here editing the huddle up pod and my phone was next to me. So I didn't notice I had a link and, Sorry, I was late. <laughs> no, you're good. Uh, do you have any thoughts on the, on the game? Uh, we are just talking about the Tennessee-Pittsburgh game, obviously, being postponed, which, again, you know, and it does suck for what you just mentioned for Eric Ebron. Obviously, everybody, we have to remember these, these are real people, and they do make real-life plans with their families and everything, which that part of it does suck. But at the end of the day, I will say, if, if someone was offering me millions of dollars and all I had to do was cancel a vacation for, for a week, I, I think I'll be all right. But I do understand that it sucks. Yeah, bad situation. Um, but it's it's lucky. I, I really this is why I made bets around the office. People thought the NFL was gonna get canceled. And <laughs> the truth of the matter is the NFL plays three days a week. There are four other days available for situations like this. We have to know this is gonna happen. Yeah. I mean, th th this is gonna come up again. This is the first time, it's not the last time, and it's really unfortunate. I wish we didn't have to deal with it, but there's plenty of plans in place. We have all the time in the world. We're gonna play 16 games and we're just gonna get through it together. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I've been, you know, I was on that train for a long time saying that I thought the NFL was going to be able to make it work. They've done a really good job. Like Matt was mentioning with the bracelets and all of the cleaning procedures, everything they do. And as I mentioned, these players, this is their livelihood. And if you talk and listen to NFL players talk about everything they do during the season, when it comes to how often they are, you know, not they're not at home. They're at the facilities. I said it was going to be different than any other sport. Uh, we we will see MLB is going into a bubble as of Monday. So I would think for sure there's not going to be any issues after that point. They've been able to handle it this far. And I, I don't see – I am I am really kind of pleasantly surprised that it, it has only been one team with Tennessee. And I would be interested to find out. I don't know if they tell us how all of a sudden that happened. Like what happened to cause these one or two – which player got – I don't want to say infected, but got sick and then passed it to these other handful of people. It really hasn't been that many. What what caused that there? And I mean, again, they've done such a great job of, you know, shutting it down. If it weren't for DFS, no one. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, unfortunately. Um, well, he is wrong. Yeah, like, he's wrong. I like being a Broncos fan. 
Broncos fans will. Well, yeah, I mean, that, yeah, Broncos fans and Jet fans. I mean, you? might be telling them to go f themselves for <laughs> three and a half hours, but but, but we'll that, still be watching. But that it's kind of funny because the DFS guys, how many Broncos guys are left that DFS yeah. would want on their roster? God, I hope you're not playing a Thursday night slate where you're just Brett trying Rippin, to plug baby. in. Brett Rippin, let it rip, man. Let it rip. Hey, you know what? The only good thing I can say for Brett Rippin is because Ryan Tannehill and Ben Roethlisberger are no longer available. Brett, you've moved up to quarterback 30 in my rankings. We go 32. Hey, uh, two are no longer available. I had him above Darnold, if that makes you feel any better. so I had Darnold and then Rippin. I just I feel like Denver's defense is going to be scarier than New York, so I figured I'd give Rippin a little bit of a shot. He looks good in college. I think he he he's going to work well. I think with uh, the weapons that he has, the weapons he still has available there for Denver. But we'll save that for the game. Uh, injuries, a couple of injuries have popped up here over the past couple hours. Uh, I guess the two more concerning ones are Alan Lazard with a core injury. He did not practice today. And as me and Matt were just talking about Kareem hunt with a groin injury, that is a big deal uh, for the Browns. Obviously Odell popped up as well, but with a back, I, I don't think I'm not that worried about it. I didn't notice anything throughout the game, probably just a small thing, but a groin injury for a running back is a big deal. They, they, the Browns need him and Chubb for the way that they run that offense. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on those three and, and anybody else that's popped up today that you might be slightly worried about? As I just see, Will Fuller was added to the injury list with a hamstring issue as we're talking. Well, I have not been, I haven't been on the phone much at all today. I told you guys I missed, I was late here today because my phone's just been aside. Uh, I, I missed almost everything. The loss of Kareem Hunt to the Browns, though, well, I think that would be devastating in fantasy purposes because Hunt started demanding, you know, higher value closer to those. In your redraft leagues and stuff, that, that's going to be a huge issue, especially when maybe he was drafted as your third running back and your first might have been Christian McCaffrey. I mean, you could, this, that could be a serious issue. As far as the Browns are concerned, I mean, this is kind of, they were prepared for this. They have Nick Chubb. I don't think yeah. the Browns are going to miss a beat. I think that maybe this is good for Jarvis Landry. If you're Jarvis Landry owner, uh, maybe those are a few close to the quarterback targets that he's going to get back that he lost to Hunt. Austin um, Hooper season. Austin Hooper season. Yep. That makes a lot of sense too. It, it's really unfortunate though. I mean, Kareem Hunt's electric and he's, he's done a good job keeping his nose down and, and keeping us. We've only said good things about Hunt for a while. So I hope he doesn't have a major injury. I hope he's back soon. Yeah, I think, I think for me, what's, so what's kind of a bummer, obviously you lose Pittsburgh and Tennessee as teams for availability and Pittsburgh didn't have a ton of injury issues with some pretty high performers. So then you're looking at, do I want to play anybody from this Thursday night game, which we'll talk about in a minute. Lindsay tracking not to play. Um, you know, it looks like Crowder is going to play. With some of these injury situations that have now cropped up and the way that we've seen the situation get worse on a Friday and on a Saturday lately for some of these players, like when, when you and I were talking about this time last week, we thought Devontae Adams was pretty much going to be a go. And that just seemed to get worse on Friday and then worse on Saturday. And all of a sudden he's out. That's kind of the makes you nervous when you see these Thursday injuries pop up. And when you see guys not practicing, we, there was some optimism Raheem Mostert was going to come back. He did not practice today. I would guess he is not going to play. McKinnon's banged up. Could be Jeff Wilson season there. Um, you know, Devontae Adams looks good this week. It looks like Julio logged a limited practice and Russell Gage logged, logged a limited practice. Um, so that's good. But 
for the Packers, that might be a team that you're interested in trying to fire up some receiving pieces because they're playing the Falcons uh, and there's been few defenses that have been more generous to passing assets than the Falcons. But they are also the Sunday night game. And if you're looking at Lazard with a core injury, that kind of an injury would scare me a little bit. I'm with you that OBJ with back tightness, that feels like something you have to report that he probably works through. But when you're talking about groin, you mentioned a guy with a hamstring, uh, Will Fuller, for a speed receiver. The hamstring injuries seem to be crushing out there. We saw Leonard Fournette added to the injury report today, did not practice. Scotty Miller did not practice today. Uh, Chris Godwin is doubtful. So there's another kind of fantasy-rich offense where you could be missing a lot of pieces. I think you really are going to have to look at it, and if you don't have a ton of options, you're going to have to play more pieces out of this Thursday night game than maybe you had intended to a few days ago because there's so much uncertainty, and we've seen such injury bad luck the first three weeks on Friday, Saturday, Sunday morning. Anything to add there, Tony? Nope, nailed it. All right, so I guess that's really it. I'm going to jump into uh, Matt. I'll let you. You want to do the picks thing? You want me to go first with college football stuff, and then you can go first. I'll pull it up real quick. All right, so we've got a huge slate of college football games this weekend. Uh, we've obviously seen the SEC back. ACC's been back for a couple weeks. Just a couple games that I would key in on with a, uh, some big prospects that I would like to watch uh, on Friday night. BYU Zach Wilson quarterback. I think he's got a lot of NFL upside. Still a couple years away. Uh, there's not much else going on Friday night uh, sports wise. Maybe the NBA finals. I honestly don't know. Uh, but that is a good game to tune into. The early They're Friday morning- Sunday. Are NBA they Friday? Finals. Friday, Man, Sunday. Who wants to watch the Lakers win it anyway? Zach Wilson, BYU. I promise you'll enjoy watching this kid. Uh, early morning games on Saturday. East Carolina, CJ Johnson. He's a, a phenomenal wide receiver. A big game, TCU versus Texas. Texas has got a couple really good players on it, but TCU has got a young running back, Zach Evans. Don't know if he's going to play. He missed out last week, but if he plays, he's one of the top running backs out of this past uh, freshman class. Uh, Pittsburgh versus NC State. You got Kenny Pickett and the young freshman Jordan Addison who have been on fire to start off this season. So those are two guys to watch for your Debbie Leagues as well. Liberty quarterback Malik Willis has been on fire looking like a young Lamar Jackson. He's been really good the past couple weeks. I would suggest watching him if you can. And then the big one in the afternoon, Alabama-Texas A&M. While I imagine Alabama is going to wipe the floor with Texas A&M as they usually do, uh, Damone DeMoss, who is a just great freshman wide receiver hopefully we'll get to play in this game for some reason he did not play at all last week was we weren't really given an explanation they've got a really good uh running back is one isaiah spiller the one game that i will for sure be watching follow me on twitter you've seen me talking about this kid at 3 30 uh central time i believe i could be wrong i don't know uh but north carolina boston college north carolina has got a great young quarterback he's my top quarterback in the 2022 class sam howell he's got two really good receiving options and deami brown and daz newsome and then on the other side boston college phil jerkovich i don't know if that's how you say his last name as as many of you know i am horrible with names uh he has been phenomenal former four-star recruit went to notre dame got beat out by Ian Book, transferred to Boston College, and has looked like one of the best quarterbacks in college football. He can run, extend plays, got a cannon for an arm, and his tight end, Hunter Long, has looked like a phenomenal tight end since Phil has been playing. 
Uh, a couple more games I would tune into. You've got Georgia Auburn, obviously that night. That's the ESPN game. Bo Nix and Auburn. You know, I'm not as sold on Bo Nix, but if he can get a win here against Georgia, that would be big. Georgia obviously has George Pickens, phenomenal wide receiver, and a lot of people are wondering if JT Daniels can get into this game. He was the phenomenal quarterback for USC last year before he got hurt. Oklahoma versus Iowa State on ABC. Can Spencer Rattler bounce back? He's a guy that a lot of people really like in that 2022 class as well, right up there with Sam Howell. I have him third right now. I didn't expect him to have the bad game last week versus Kansas State, but I do expect him to bounce back. And then LSU versus Vanderbilt on the SEC Network. Can Miles Brennan in that offense bounce back? Obviously, they were the reigning uh, national champions. They got beat by a very good Mississippi State team that'll be playing Arkansas. I mean, you can watch that game if you want. They're going to put up like 800 yards of offense against Arkansas, unfortunately. Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm expecting Miles Brandon to bounce back. He's a guy that I thought might boost and have some NFL draft stock coming into this year. He's going to have to play better than he did that weekend. But those are the games that I would tune into. Marshall, also. Grant Wells, love that kid. Freshman, he's looked phenomenal. That game got postponed. I was really looking forward to watching that kid play some more. So, Matt, give us a rundown on how we're doing uh, in our picks here for our uh, pick skin pick'em. Well, we uh, we have a new leader as we begin uh, week four. Uh, you actually went 11-5 and five last week and have moved into first place by one pick. You are uh, you got 33 I correct. In, I did not know I was in first place. I thought I was in I third. Why you were so excited. No, I honestly have no idea. I thought I was in third place still. All right. Moved, I like it. Moved into first place. Uh, Jacob took a little bit of a step back. He was seven and nine last week. A little bit of tough luck. He's in second at thirty-two. Dennis, uh, another solid week, ten and six, has gone uh, to third place with thirty-one. Uh, in a spot of humbling news, uh, my wife went eleven and five last week as well, and has now surged back in front of me. I think we predicted this was going to happen. Uh, she's been pretty steady. She's put up. 30 uh, correct picks over the three weeks, averaging about 10 and six a week, uh, which is pretty solid. I was eight and eight, uh, missed on a couple of big ones. Uh, as we talked about, she and I were tied going into the Sunday night game, and she picked the Packers, and I picked the Saints, and she picked the Chiefs, and I picked the Ravens, and that did not work well for me. Uh, so I'm sitting in fifth with 28. Ricky, uh, our colleague, had a really rough week, too, went seven and nine, and he's sitting in sixth uh, with 27. Gotcha. Did Tony so, jump in on this or no? I can't remember. He's not in that one. Let no. me see. I'm not in that league. Are you in our other chat? I can see how many you have if you're in the which the, one's that the drive in podcast one or the the uh the, the open, fan one? The open fan one. I don't know what you named your uh entry. I don't see one that looks like you unless Are you talking about me? The, yeah. the only yeah. league I'm in with you is our roundtable redraft league. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. Okay. That's the league that I do with you guys. So I'm trying to think of, is it next? I guess next Thursday is going to have to be the podcast where me and you probably won't talk much. Cause I think we play the Colts next week. Don't we? Is that who we oh, got no. next week? I think it's uh, next week. I yeah, it, it sucks. Yeah, yeah. And we go, I think we go Dallas, Dallas, <laughs> Indy, Pittsburgh. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Three game stretch right there. Is that, a, is that game in Indianapolis? It is. Yes, I believe so. I might want to go to that game. We went to the Jets game last week. That I saw, I saw that. Yeah. That's awesome. That was incredible. Very different experience. That's for sure. Very different going to a football game. Well, right what, what was it like? Because I've been talking about it this week with Matt. Obviously, like they're they're coming. That game to is Dallas. in Cleveland. 
Oh, is it in Cleveland? Okay. At Cleveland. So, Tony, I think you need to hit a road trip. Yeah, well. the 6,000 fans in. Yeah, I, I talked to, to Matt about it earlier in the week. They're obviously coming here to Texas for the game, but tickets are like $600, and I just don't want to spend $600 to probably go watch them lose. I, I would love if I, I'm torn because I really do think they can win this game, but I feel like I'm going to show up and they're going to lose, so I'd rather be pissed at home than pissed at the stadium. Yeah, it's Probably true. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to expect. I don't know. Are we? We're not forecasting that game yet because I really don't know what to no. expect with Hunt. Hunt's going to be the big variable, and I I yeah. think the the Browns can be a very difficult opponent with or without Hunt. But with Hunt, it it's just it's not a good feeling for any team to go. And of course, there are are they winless? What's their record right now? The two and nine. No, they're two, two and one. one. They're they're yeah, they're winning the division. One. I'm sorry, they're leading the division. I didn't mean that. No, uh, Pittsburgh's winning the division right now, three zero. But they're second. No, they're third because Baltimore has the the head the head to head. I'm so out of touch. <laughs> oh, it's all right. I only anyway. pay attention because it's Browns. I couldn't tell you uh, any other division. But you know what? Next week, uh, scheduled bye weeks start. So, oh great! It's just gonna add. Uh, it's just gonna add to everything. Preston Williams, Keenan Cole, Greg Ward, Carlos Hyde, or KJ Hamler at the flex. Can you only pick one? I'm assuming if you can only pick one, Greg Ward. Yeah, Greg Ward. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be. He's the and only then, wide receiver. I'd put Greg. And he actually looks good. He's had chemistry yeah. with Carson Wentz to end last season. And then when they finally started using him this season. Hyde's actually on the injury report too. He's not a lock to play either. And Carson may play. Carson so too, yeah. mm. now early in the week, I thought Carlos Hyde's going to be a great option. Nope. I guess Greg Ward. Keelan Cole had a good game recently. And I understand why he's asking about him, but I would probably lean Greg Ward also. Yeah. Wonder- Is it PPR? Does that matter? Does that change anything? Let's see if we can see. Uh, he hasn't updated. Um, it doesn't say if it's PPR there. I mean, I would. I have hopes for Preston Williams. Just right now, it doesn't seem reliable, and it's not a great uh, matchup, if I recall. They're they're not. Have a, Greg Ward, final answer. He said, "Yeah." So I think that means it is uh, PPR. Yeah, it is PPR. So I, I'm with him. Greg Ward's probably the one that I would go with as well. I want to go with Keelan, Keenan Cole. I want to go with Keelan Cole, Ben. I won't do it, though. Greg Ward. Well, Keelan Cole, though, we fired him up last week thinking it was going to be kind of a good matchup on uh, Thursday night, uh, especially with Shark not being there, and you got nothing. So that gave me a little bit of a moment of pause. I don't know if you know for sure if he's going to be there. Matt got so excited he had to drop out for a minute. He was just sorry. Yeah, thinking about Greg Ward and his heart. My, no, my whole my whole computer just like turned off and then turned back on. I have no idea what happened. Um. Anyway, so yes, he was saying PPR. If you guys couldn't see that, so yeah, I don't know if you guys finished. I'm assuming you finished oh. answering that question. Ben, yeah, I would yeah, definitely go. Dennis, Ward. his question is uh, over or under 35.5 yards for KJ Hamler. That's one of the bets you can bet on on Thrive Fantasy, one of our sponsor partners. I would say over. Yeah, 35.5 yards. I'm going over. Yeah, that's an easy one to take the over on. A couple of big plays, just two can get you over 35. So Matt doesn't seem it. sold. Can I, can well, I tell I you know. why I'm sold, Matt? Can I tell you why I'm sold? I feel like 
I mean, if it was Tim Patrick, I'd say yes. Or Judy, I'd say yes. Oh, or yeah, fan. Judy. I think. Or fan, well, if it was Judy, it'd yes. be 65, not 35. No, 35 is well, about right for Judy. I think Tim Patrick's going to be their top wide receiver. Dennis, I don't know if you're still watching. Can you put any up for like Noah Fant or Jerry Judy? And we'll we'll discuss those as we get to the game. Uh, or I guess we could talk about it now. There's really nothing else to. to yeah, we're on the game. Up, so. Says ripping 215.5 yards. I'd go under. I uh, like ripping. <laughs> I don't know about that. I'm going under. All right, well, let's talk about it. Let's do the Jet side first. Since, since you are the Broncos, uh, Broncos fan here, we will absolutely, no problem, man. We appreciate you. Turn tuning in, Charlie. All right, so oh, Judy is fifty one point five. Hang I on, we'll save it for the Broncos. Hang on, hang on. You're killing me here. Just let them post them. We'll post them in a minute if we can talk about them. Jet side. Uh, I think it's just Crowder for me. There's nobody else that I'm willing to start. There is talk that Le'Veon Bell will like be able to come back after this week. I believe it's after this week, right after this game. Yeah, you have to three games. What they, were, what they were looking at is they wanted to make sure Adam Gase was fully gone. Before they, well, <laughs> I do think that happens. The word is, uh, if the Jets don't win tonight, which seems like a distinct possibility, this will be the end of the Adam Gase era. Which I have mixed feelings. You and I talked about might not be the greatest thing if you're trying to get the top draft pick. Yeah, yeah, I do think they'll probably be able to win some. We saw what Greg Williams was able to do with the Browns once he took over. Yeah, I mean, I. For me tonight, though, I think it's just Crowder. I don't think you can play anybody else. Sam Darnold, I think, is going to struggle. I still think this Denver defense has still been really good, even without having. Um, why did I want to say Bradley Chubb? Von Miller. I don't Von know why Miller. I want to say Bradley Chubb. Also lost Jarrell Casey last week uh, for the season, and AJ Boye is out. Um, they lost Mark Barron to IR. Uh, Carrillo, who was playing uh, pass coverage linebacker, went to IR. It's been um, – uh, they lost Draymond Jones to IR. Um, it's been a little bit tough. Honestly, if you are running back desperate, the I think Frank Gore could give you seven or eight points. I'm starting Frank. I, I've, that's my debate. Actually, let's, let's just do it together. I've got a league that – I did an expansion draft on, so I didn't have the entire league available to me. There were only about five teams available, mm-hmm. um, and they just dumped those rosters, and I had to draft for those. And I was really deprived in in that league. Would you do – oh, gosh. Now I'm going to ruin the whole thing because I don't have it in front of me. No, you're good. Pull it up because I have a question for you guys that involves Denzel Mims. So it's something I posted in the chat, but I'd like to get both of your guys' opinions because you're both commissioners as well, and I am the commissioner of this league. So it's a dynasty league that's been going for three now, three or four years, I believe. Uh, an owner was doing waivers the other day and dropped Denzel Mims. Hey, hey, look who it is. Make an appearance on a Thursday, Mr. Dennis Bennett. We'll get to the prop it like it's hot here in a minute. I'll get Dennis, you can chime in on this as well with the uh, with the thing here. So he dropped Denzel Mims while doing some waiver wire stuff on uh, on yesterday. Our waivers run at night because we have people like me who work at 5 o'clock in the morning. I don't like to take any kind of unfair advantage by being able to grab players. So we wait, let it run at night. I ran, I'm sorry, I ran at 6 o'clock last night. He drops Denzel Mims as part of the waiver things. Now, Matt, I know you are not a big fan of MFL, but when you get on MFL, there's an ad drop section at the top, and injured reserved is like five spots down from ad drop. So I don't know how he messed that up. But he said he dropped Mims because he was trying to put him on injured reserved. 
I picked him up as soon as I saw Mims got dropped. So I was like, oh, you're dropping Denzel Mims? I'll take him. Took him, immediately put him on my injured reserve. About five hours later, he comes in the chat drunk and complaining that he didn't mean to drop Denzel Mims. So as you guys as commissioners, would you put Denzel Mims back on his roster, or is that kind of a tough shit, you keep Denzel Mims? What are your guys' thoughts? If he cleared waivers and found his way all the way onto your team and nobody yeah. ever said a word, it's too late. It's too late. I mean, See, I, I, I agree with you. My, if my, you I'll stop ahead. it if, if it's – I've had it happen before. Somebody knocked on my door and literally taped a note to my door because I was at work. It literally, I swear to you, I'll, I'll find it and I'll bring it and I'll show it to you. I dropped David Johnson on accident. Please restore him to my team. Like the second he did it, he's yeah. calling me. He's knocking on my door. Okay, got you, dude. That was an accident. But for it to clear waivers, it's just sloppy. That's your punishment, I suppose. See, that's my argument is that he didn't come back for – he said he came – it was five hours later, and it was only because someone else texted him saying one of the other – our league members just says, like, why did you drop Denzel Mims? And my thing was it sends an email. It's set up as soon as anybody who uses MFL, whenever waivers run or whenever you make a move, you get an email saying this is what you just did. So he uh, got the email. Not, not if you turn it off. He doesn't have them turned off. I it's required. I mean, I click it on for every single one. And everybody in my leagues, it's on. I don't let you turn it off just because of that right there. But still, five hours later, so that's that's where I'm torn because I get it. I get it. I get it. But five hours later, like it's not something like you just said. It wasn't minutes later or even was he that. Available it was, immediately? Was there yeah, no waiver? Yeah, period? no, no, no. It's once once the first initial waivers runs, it's first come, first serve. So as soon as I saw he was dropped, I picked him up I within think. probably a, a minute. That does make me pause. Dennis, what do you think? Well, I you, you know, the MFL interface is a little weird in the fact that it it will let you so you, you can do uh in the midst of doing ad drops not ad drops but uh, uh injured reserve and uh taxi squad moves you know you can select multiple things including drop this player that's probably the only thing that gives me pause is i have now it, it does also when you s- select drop this player it gives you a pop up that says hey dude do you really want to f and drop yeah, this player exactly which it, which before and I've gone. Uh, no, actually, thanks for asking. Yep, <laughs> I do not. So I'm probably. I guess it depends on the league, and if he has executed previous transactions flawlessly, he has. This is the first time in three years that it's happened. Then, then I'm more inclined to think that. Somebody talked to him. Somebody got to him and was like, "Man, you effed up there, dude." Yep. Well, again, he didn't say anything in the chat for five hours later until, and it's been confirmed by other people. The only reason he posted in the chat is because someone else texted him and was like, "Dude, why did you drop Denzel Mims of all people to pick?" Because he picked up a defense, and like, why did you drop Denzel Mims to pick up a defense? And then five minutes later, he's in the chat hooting and hollering about dropping Denzel Mims, and he didn't mean to. And I'm like, five, "It took you five hours." Five hours well, to do that? The fact you have defenses in that league, it could have well, been a again, mistake. I told you. It does I told like you. A, I'm starting to think we, it was a mistake. We play with dinosaurs. I play with some dinosaurs that refuse to. Uh, we have IDPs in there too, but they refuse to let kickers go, defenses go. It's very annoying. Okay. Frank Gore plays tonight. Um, well, I found the league that I was talking about. Devonta so Freeman, Frank I, Gore. 
Hang my on, I'll get you. To, Go ahead. Your my answer to your question. We had a situation like that in our listener league where there was a player that I didn't think should have been dropped. I froze transactions and asked them if they did it on purpose. So if you're the commissioner, that to me makes it a thousand times worse. Not at all. I'm taking advantage of someone being stupid. If they want to drop somebody. Taking advantage would be the right word. No, everybody else had a chance to grab him too. He sat there for five. He sat there for five minutes before I realized what happened. And again, I'm not, he's dropped players before though. That's the thing. It's not like this is the first time he hasn't dropped a good player. He's made questionable decisions before. So that's my point is it's not like he, again, dropping Chris Godwin and Denzel Mims is a little bit of a different story. If he had dropped Chris Godwin, I'd have been like, yeah, okay, that was definitely an accident, but he's (laughs) dropped rookies before when they haven't performed it within a year. Especially rookies that have been on IR all season. Yeah, that's my other thing. He's been on IR all season. Why now in week four are you trying to put him on IR? We have an IR designation. You could have put him on there in week one before the game when he even got got put on IR and picked up somebody then. And we have 35-man rosters, so it's not like he was hurting for the roster space either. So I I don't think – again, I've done it before, yes. If if you drop a Zeke, a Godwin, a Julio, I'm not going to – I'll pick him up and then be like, hey, man, did you really mean to drop this player? If so, I'll move him back. But Denzel Mims, I think that's questionable. I, I don't think he – I honestly think he did it uh, as in he didn't want Denzel Mims anymore. And then when someone reached out to him, he was like, oh, shit, I, I messed up. And then he switched and wants him back. That's just my opinion. But go ahead, Tony. Give us your start sit. Uh, Freeman, Gore, Brandon Cooks. It's a flex spot. Good Lord. Yeah, seems like Cooks for me as well. I mean, Fuller's likely leaning toward out now with the hamstring injury, so I'd go Cooks. Well, Gore's over under on Thrive Fantasy is 58.5. That's total yards, not just rushing. 58.5 yards and a touchdown's okay out of your third flex spot. Touchdown is 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 the key word there. He's had the carries. He's had the carries. At some point, I mean, at some point, it. They gotta have something, right? I I want to say Cooks too. I just for the other side of it, but I've played Cooks the last two weeks and it's not worked out. I mean, it's just not been working out. Yeah. So it sounds like Cooks. I'll probably play Cooks. I do think that's the right decision. I hope it doesn't well, hurt does, me. But I, who does I have to play Cooks too, Tony? So why don't you sit him since he hasn't worked out for you? So he'll work out for me. <laughs> yeah, I think right. we can all agree it's definitely not the corpse formerly known as Devonta Freeman. Yeah, at least not no, this week. I think eventually he could be he could be something, but I'm not playing him this week. Yeah, don't the Giants have a terrible matchup? All right, I'll do Cooks. Yeah, Cooks it is. All right, so all right before we before we get to the props, let Matt give us a breakdown of the Broncos here. We all agree that you're just playing Noah Fant, Jerry Judy, right? Like you're, nobody's nobody's really throwing Brett Rippin in, unless you're in Scott Fishbowl and you have no quarterbacks and you had to you have to start I, Brett Rippin. I do unfortunately have to play Brett Rippin. Well, I'm sorry, incredibly I feel bad for you. <laughs> Actually, I think it's our listener league where I had Drew Locke who died, and last week had to play Jeff Driscoll, and now it's just well, look, slowly- it's- as bad yeah. as this is going to sound, and I hope that the Broncos win tonight, I'm I'm hoping that Brett Rippon does not look good because I had to spend a lot of money in the Scott Fishbowl to get Blake Bortles because I'm so hurt at quarterback right now. Well, and I'm they, said, they said Locke is going to come back next week. No, he's tracking to play week five. I have Locke, um, though, so that's not a bad thing. I yeah, actually do have Locke in there. Yeah, right, I think you missed, to me, the best play out of Denver is probably Melvin Gordon, which pains me deeply in many me- mental and physical ways uh, to say, but – 
people have run all over the Jets. Philip Lindsay is tracking not to play. Royce Freeman exists, and that's the kindest thing I think we can say to describe his playing style. Melvin Gordon, you know, will probably be a running back one this week, and then we can just not talk about it tomorrow. <laughs> hey, guys, I got to get off here. Appreciate you having me. Well, we're yeah, totally, Tony. Tony. Thanks, thanks for, thanks for I'm sorry. By. I got it. I got a boogie. I Somebody will do anything to get a flex question answered. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Later, man. Thanks for jumping on. Yep. Thank you. See ya. All right. Score so this was some of these, 150 uh, yards and a touchdown. I'm going to feel real bad. I know. Right. Give us some of these props here, Dennis, before we get out of here. All righty. So we'll go with the Denver props. We already did ripping for y- passing yards. So 1.5 touchdowns on ripping over under under 1.5 man that's a good one i think they'll rush for touchdowns yeah i do think fan gets a touchdown but i don't know if he throws two so i'm gonna go one so melvin gordon 0.5 touchdowns you're taking the over over yes and there's no Lindsay again tonight so it's just gordon and freeman so i think the 60.5 rush yards is is a smash there Three point five may actually look like he deserves that. Uh Jerry Judy, three point five receptions over under. Going over. over. Yeah, over. Yeah. I, I think uh is Hamler playing out of the slot? No, Judy was playing Judy. out of the slot. Yeah, it was Judy. They were playing last week. It's Patrick and Hamler were on the outside and Hamilton. All right, let's see. Uh, did I say Noah Fant, 43 and a half yards, 0. 0.5 touchdowns? Taking the over on both of those. Yes, yeah. I will take the over. See, but we keep talking about this, and then if if we take keep taking the over, Brett Rippon's going to get close to that 215. No, no, but I mean, I don't think they'll have a lot of yards to receivers. If you look at the ways like teams have beat the Jets, like remember when 49ers played them, they're, Jordan Reed destroyed them, uh, but he has a better quarterback. And they they had two or three running backs just run right through them. McKinnon, Moser before he got hurt, and then Wilson came in and had big yards too. I think that's they struggle right up the middle, which is why I like the the running back tight end. And I think so. I, I don't think you have to worry that much. Judy could catch four passes for twenty four yards. They're not throwing a lot of deep ones. Brett Rippin completed eight consecutive passes last week and amassed fifty three yards. So he's a regular Gardner Minshew. <laughs> well, he was having to throw real quick. Yeah. I mean, the Jets don't have a great pass rush, but that's good because Denver's offensive line, not excellent. Yeah. All right. Sam Darnold, uh, 226 and a half passing yards. Mm. Under. Under. 20.5 completions. Oh, under. Under as well, yeah. Do you think they're going to have to rush the ball a lot then? Because, I mean, Frank Gore's over-under was no. 58 well, and a half, I don't rushing think, and receiving. I don't think the Jets are going to do much of anything tonight. I think it's going to be like would, a 17-3 game. I would take the over on Gore because rushing receiving, I could see him getting 70-75 total. Is it rushing and receiving 50 yards or just rushing? 58.5 rushing and receiving. See my with my fear with that is how much more is Kalen Balaj going to be involved this week because he got a lot and of run last Michael week. P. Ryan, yes, I still yeah. I still take the under. I, I think that they're going to use. I do think Gore will get used. I just I don't I 
I think Gase is going to Gase it up, and he's going to mix in three guys, like Balazs and Piran, and just nobody's going to go off. Oh, there goes my computer. You know who's really upset about Crowder playing is Braxton Berrios, who was about to have his national television debut. Yeah, we already and <laughs> we prompt you up for that on Monday show. It's it's funny. I was telling Matt on that Monday show that uh, was it. I had the choice to start Braxton Berrios, and I forgot to switch Devonte Adams out of my lineup to put Braxton Berrios in, and I would I ended up winning the match anyways, but I would have won more convincingly had I done that. So. All right, just a couple left. Uh, LaMichael P. Ryan, 32.5 rushing and receiving yards combined. I mean, I'd like to say over because, as Matt knows, I've been propping him up the past couple weeks to grab, but I, I just don't see it. I'm, I'd have to go under. I'm going to go under, too, because they, they like Kalen Balage more than anyone else outside of his <laughs> well, immediate family. Adam Gase does. I don't know about they. Adam Gase does. I'm pretty sure he's the only one. All right, Chris Herndon, 35.5 receiving yards. So painful. I'm going to go under. Yeah. Man, I want it to be over so bad. I'm right there with you. He's like, it's like, oh, my gosh. Can they just throw the ball to Chris Herndon? Well, worse than that, NFL Network Radio, when I was listening, they were talking about the fact Herndon's had a real problem because they hold him in block all the time. Yep, that's what, yeah, that's part of the problem. That's not very good. So that's, that's Trayvon Wesco's job, damn it. Well, hey, we will, we'll be able to talk about the uh, Chris Herndon breakout game on next Friday's podcast after Adam Gase gets fired tomorrow because they'll right. actually start using their weapons. Oh, no, they came out today and said uh, Gase is not in danger, they were saying. Oh, no. So Woody, those are your drive fantasy Johnson of the week. Wants, yeah, Woody Johnson wants that number one pick. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, again, exactly. Yeah. Keep Adam Gase. It's what me and Matt were talking about. I know that's yeah. as much as you want him to get fired. If I was the Jets, it's too early. Let him let him be worse. Because you and I both thought if they fire him and like Greg Williams lights a fire under there and some of yeah. those players come back not and getting, start getting used, they end up in a six and ten team. Yeah, they're not getting Trevor Lawrence anymore. Uh we're gonna try to do this uh let's see if we can get at least one good prop in for every game on Friday too. We we do need to mention Thrive more. I do a bad job of doing that. Thrive Fantasy, we are partnered with them. Enter promo code geek, enter twenty dollars, get twenty dollars back. But. And also remember all the answers we gave you to props tonight and do the opposite and you'll win money. Probably. Very true. Very true. All right. That'll do it for us today. You'll see all three of us back tomorrow as we recap and what let's just hope is a decent game tonight between the Broncos and the Jets. And we'll preview the rest of the week for Slate. Who can make a play? I can! Who can make a play? I can!